Today's Coffee Shop Conversation is presented by Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizza. Love at 425. It's always a joy to make connections with someone you've had fun talking with in the past and who has brought so much musical pleasure to your life. Hi there, I'm Tom D'Antoni. That's what we're finding today because sitting across from me at the Artichoke Cafe at Artichoke Music, 2007 Southeast Palo Boulevard is Pink Martini Percussionist, founder of Portland's own Brazilian marching band, the Lions of Batucada, teacher and world traveler Brian Davis. He's been in Pink Martini for over 20 years and could fill several books with road stories. <laughs> he was in town to do some teaching for his youth samba program, and we were lucky to snag him. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Absolutely. Well, hey, well, it's great to see you again. Great to be seen. Thank you for you having know, me in really here. It really is. It's, it's always cool. wonderful to see you. Same, we, same, we, same, Tom. We always see, a thrill. We see each other about every five years. Once in a while, we cross like at yeah. loft parties or right. on the streets. I don't know. Or if you've got some something coming out. Something coming yeah, out. Something to or promote. If I'm here. Yeah. If you're here at I'm, all. I'm actually here right this yeah, minute. That's, yeah. It's great. It's That's good to be yeah. in Portland. <laughs> Where have you? All right. So where? Let's let's. Where have you been lately? Lately, uh, let's see. Where have I been? Okay. So I've been in Portland for the last week. I just played the the Brazil uh, the Sexteto Brazil show on Saturday, uh-huh. um, and before that, I was in Sao Paulo for two weeks because uh, uh-huh. I wanted to research and check out the samba scene there, and so I did. I went to all the escolas. I got. Um, connected with a nice group of people, Shoto uh, das Tres. They're a Shoto group that tours, and I've been playing with them. I did a bunch of shows with them in the fall and played one show with them there, actually, in Sao Paulo. And um, we got connected up with people who made phone calls and told the maestries, this guy, musician from the United States, is coming, and he loves samba. And, and I'd walk in, and it was, it was obvious it was me because it was yeah. the gringo in the crowd. So <laughs> they super accommodating, and we saw some really beautiful stuff. Uh, uh, my friend Corina from uh, the fl- flautist with uh, Shoto Das Stress, we mm-hmm. bopped around, saw a bunch of really great samba, played Shoto, played samba, played Pagoji on the street. Same thing. I'm sitting there playing patterns on my chest, and the guy goes, hey, gringo. And I jump in, and the next thing I'm playing, I get to play. Um, and that happens a bunch just because my Portuguese is terrible, but I can play. I, I've, I've, like, devoted myself to samba for some reason, and so I can play. And I'm confident when somebody goes, you want to play? And I go, absolutely, let's go. And it's it's fun. It's Why fun. have you devoted yourself to samba? I have no idea. It, it okay. just calls to me. It's just one of those, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, how did you devote yourself to being in an interview? It just called you, I right? I can't do anything else. Yeah, well, okay. Well, th- yeah, I can do other things. I can wash dishes <laughs> and stuff. Me, but, I can't do uh, no, you know what? Um, I'd always <laughs> been drawn to Brazilian music. It, you know, the whole... Um, Afrocentric thing got me probably mm-hmm. what we were just talking about like yeah. some you know samba has roots to me I, I hear samba stuff in funk and James Brown right, and right. you know you know I grew up on Motown and you know yeah. and surf music kind of a combination and, and and so that was a natural step for me to find what was the roots of soul music rhythm mm-hmm. blues gospel mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. haulers mm-hmm. blah 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 yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm listening to Cuban music and hanging out with oboe a lot that was that was uh-huh. that was huge back in the day uh-huh. um, and and then you know just research it remember you Peppo 
What? Upepo, the band Upepo. Oh, yeah. In Portland. So yeah, uh, yeah. Dave Nelson and Michael Kersey and myself are all, these, those people, we are all like digging in and researching and going to the library and uh-huh. finding stuff. And um, and then, then I met Ayrto in Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, spent a few days hanging out with him and got to play with him here in Portland. Wow. After, he was up there at the Jazz Alley, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, then he came down in Portland at the Kingston. Down he on. played the the Kingston had music. Yeah, the really. Kingston, the Kingston had music, and Ayrto <laughs> played there. And, and I'm sitting there, and he goes, "Hey!" And so I got to got to play a few songs with him, and and you know, kind of seen him over the years. And then I met a guy uh, that I had a lifelong friendship with. Uh, it was uh, Nana Vasconcelos. Oh yeah, yeah, another percussionist. Yeah. So when I went to New York, I sought him out and found him, and we became buddies. I saw him a bunch of places. I went to his house in Hacife and spent uh-huh. spent time with that guy, and he really got me into the you know sound and culture of the brazilian thing i'll never forget the first time i heard his, his i guess it was i don't know it might have been his ecm record his first ecm record he did a ton of stuff with ecm he yeah, did stuff yeah. uh, i think that, that stuff I mean, was way, with Egberto Gilsmonte, and then he did yeah. solo stuff after so that was, this, this, I, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Saudades, beautiful yeah. CD where yeah. he plays beat and bow and voice, and he yeah. I think he sings all the he didn't read or write, but he could sing parts that voice, like that high voice, unbelievable. Oh my God. And, he, and he knew harmonics and, and uh-huh. chord structures that he would not by paper, but by singing it, he would huh. be able to like structure whole sections for like a string quartet. They go. Wow. I want you to play this, and you play this, and you play this, and then they'd play it back, and it'd be amazing, totally beautiful stuff. Huh. Yeah, he was a character, <laughs> and you know. In New York, I lived there for a while, and and uh, we, one day we were all like running down the street, and he's going, "Listen, listen, listen!" And we chase after this bus that the back flap is going. Like, and he goes, "Go, you sing this. Go, you know." And then next guy, next guy, next guy. I think Danny Schaffler was there from Crazy Eights. Wardinsky was there. Um, yeah, it was fun just chasing a bus down the street and singing, singing rhythms. I, you know what I was remembering? I wasn't remembering his, his ECM. I was remembering that album he did for A and M. I couldn't tell you labels. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's that might be from Sadaji's. That, yeah. that might so yeah. that's A and M. Yeah, 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 that's beautiful. Yeah. That's one of the that's albums the most, that he, one of the most beautiful things I ever heard yeah. in my whole life. Incredible guy and yeah. beat him bow player. Like not capoeira beat him bow player, but beat him bow player. Some like musician on a on a beat him bow. Huh. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So anyway, you know, Brazilian yeah. stuff just grabbed me, and then, then I went there a long time ago, and that was it. I'm like, yeah. fell head over heels, and, you know, I, I'm not fluent um, with the language, but I'm fluent with the music. And that, that's actually comments I get to this minute, like just recently. I played in a Shoto Jam, and somebody looked to the people I'm with also speak English a lot. Uh-huh. So um, these guys look at me and go, how does this guy play Brazilian music and he can't speak the language for shit? <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't, I no, like, no, this is a podcast. Okay, podcast. You can so say I can anything. Say, uh, merge. Okay, so yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I bet you can cuss in Brazilian. I mean Portuguese. Same. Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese. Same. Yeah. I speak a little bit, but I understand a little bit. I speak for a child. My vocabulary is very limited, so I speak like a child a lot. I'm getting there. I'm studying. I'm working on it. It's like really? language is not doesn't come easy, which is weird because uh, music comes easy. Yeah. I, I hear stuff and I can... I can figure it out but the language has it always been that way yeah it's always been that way i took a spanish class where the teacher wanted to kill me (laughs) 
Well, how did it work that way with music when you were a kid? With music? Yeah. Learning music? Yeah. Um, how so? Like, I like, mean, it just came to you? In the early, early days, yeah. I was banging on stuff from, from the get-go, and my parents mm-hmm. were, were cool. They said, want to play drums? Like, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they made me take piano lessons, which I'm still a total, total caveman. I can't play piano. But <laughs> it made me learn the structure of music and hear, hear beyond just banging. Um, and, you know, and I'm not great at it, but I have, uh, I don't know, good fortune. I can, I can hear stuff and usually play it back. I, I played the first shows I did with Shoto Das Tres, which is kind of sophisticated stuff. Uh-huh. They were going, how did you do that? And I go, do what? And they go, you just played all these songs. You just played a show with us. And you didn't, you didn't like, go past the breaks. You stopped. If you didn't play the breaks, you stopped at the breaks. And I don't know, just, like, just, just good fortune. <laughs> And I try. I that's practice. like that's like that's like the brilliance of Stan Laurel. Yeah, because they would always do this. Laurel and Hardy would always do this 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 thing where Stanley would say something absolutely brilliant. Yeah, just brilliant. Yeah, and and Ollie would go say that again, and he never could. He never, never could. Never yeah. Could. Well, that that but, might be that might be me. <laughs> no, but you you can obviously you can repeat what you do, but sometimes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you were you, you were. Uh, I was in Sao Paulo for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Before that, it was Pink Martini touring. Uh, uh-huh. um, we did a great run. We did eight shows in six days at San Francisco Jazz, which wow. is a smaller venue than what we normally play. Uh-huh. Total gas. That was fun. And you know our usual two California tour: the college towns, Chico, Arcata, and uh-huh. super cool. Really, really good time. Then uh, before that, uh, Pink Martini did a tour of the East Coast and some in Canada and. Now that we have hired Miguel, uh, we don't always have to have three of us, three percussionists, because we, we mm-hmm. always had three. Then when Derek left the planet, we went with two for a long We couldn't replace Derek, so we just went yeah. with two. Yeah. And, and Thomas realized we can do that, you know. So he sometimes wants two, sometimes he wants three. So, and, and it worked out for me. I went and spent, that was October. I spent a month, the month of October I spent in Rio. Hanging out in language school and going to that my favorite time pre carnival like uh-huh. rehearsals are going everything's serious everybody's working but it's it's not there's not tourists mm-hmm. there's one it's just it's just the musicians there and um, and I was hanging out a lot with uh, I had a house right down the street from uh, a studio of Batuki Digital which is uh-huh. another group of friends that total different scene they play um, they play. Samba, they play Samba Batucada and the best, best musicians, unbelievable. And and they play with a DJ. And they, huh. so it's like with tracks. So they, uh-huh. they get the rights to some tracks and some stuff they just use because they don't record it. But, um, and it's with a DJ. And they, and they do these, they, a lot of private parties, a lot of, you know, high-end money stuff. So they, so they can hire, like all the people in the group, like my friend Bruno's in it. And I go, Bruno, who's that guy playing for Cerny? He goes, oh, that's the maestro. He's the leader of Beja Flor. <laughs> I go, no kidding. And he's playing for Cerny and Batuki Digital. Who's that guy over there? Oh, he's the, the Kaisha director for, you know, Salguero. It's like all the players in this thing are like high end. Uh-huh. So I got to play with them when I was there, too. <laughs> that wow. was kind of fun. Good fortune. Do you know any of the cats in Studio Rio? Yeah, I was, you know what? I wrote that down. I don't know any of them, but I love that. That's similar to Batuki Digital. Like, that album, what's going on with Marvin Gaye's song album, with Samba? You know, I, we, we, we had our 10th anniversary sh- uh, show uh, a couple months ago, and Tyrone Hendricks was yeah. was, was uh, I love playing, that guy. Was, I don't yeah. know him yet, but I've well, watched he, him he play. Was, He's he, great. Was, he was playing with uh, 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 Miss Etta. Yeah. And, uh, and I was DJing, right? Yeah. 
And and I, I I put one of those, and I guess I forget. It, 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 it might have been the Marvin Gaye. One. Marvin Gaye one is yeah. really good. Yeah. I really like it. It might have been sexual healing. Anyway. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah, sexual yeah, healing yeah. with with. And Tyrone just flipped the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. very cool. I need to I need to meet. I, I have, haven't met I, him yet. I have played that album on the radio. I have played it in clubs. Yeah, it is just people lose their minds when they hear that. Super album. cool idea. Those yeah, guys are. Yeah. That's sort of what Batuki Digital does. It's like uh-huh. takes takes uh-huh. music like that and puts Samba Batukata to it. Yeah, with quality. Billy Holiday. Yeah. Why Man. not? Yes. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> That's like, you know, back in the days, Dub Squad, when we'd hang out and jam around, we could turn uh-huh. any song into a reggae song. And yeah. it's kind of that yeah. way with samba. You can you can make anything be a samba song if you, you know, know the music. Well, do you know Edmundo Rose? And Edmundo Rose was, remember Lounge? No. Lounge music. No, they, used to, they used to try to pigeonhole Pink Martini into lounge music. Yeah. Well, you know, in the early days, they in were the early pretty days. close. Well, I know. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But Edmundo Rose was one of those guys, like Esquivel. Yeah. You know? Okay. That, that okay. I know. So, so, all right. I know. So he's kind of like Esquivel. Yeah. But he could he he made albums like he he made an album of of all the tunes from um um uh, uh, uh you know uh, um oh shit. Uh, you can edit this part. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I can't I, remember. I, I, I can't remember. But anyway. Um, um, uh, a spoonful of sugar, mix the yeah, medicine, yeah. go down. Okay, all yeah. those, and all all those uh, uh, all those tunes from that that, and he made all Latin tunes out of them. Yeah, that's he, he had one where he did um, he did Porgy and Bess. Yeah. As Latin tunes, yeah. Old Man River. Yeah, why as not? A, as, a, as a Latin tune, Old Man River could great. be a great bolero. It was. It <laughs> yeah. was great. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. I wonder I, why I love that, that happens. I, I wonder why it's easy to to to. Or, or, or why it, they, you know, why, why it fits. Um, I, I have, I mean, I have some no of that because of the things that you just mentioned. A lot of that mm-hmm. has Afrocentric roots, and Afrocentric mm-hmm. mus- music all has a defining uh, quality of clave. Uh-huh. You know, in its various permutations, there's a clave to the, the music of Africa. Tell people what clave is. Clave is it's like uh, it's what translates Cuban is key. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh-huh. Song clave. Samba. There's like a they call it three side, two side. Uh-huh. I call it like call side, response side. Call uh-huh. it like one side's um, more syncopated than the other side. Uh-huh. Now that gets into big arguments on the samba thing because it syncopates equally on both sides. So that, that gets confusing. But I'd like to hear those arguments. I probably would have no idea what the fuck you're talking uh, to about. To me, it's like... But it's, I would it's love like, to hear them. You know, There's right? there's clave police who are like <laughs> ruled by it and, and, and I, I respect it. I respect that there's rules to it. But I also I also like situations where people play and clave doesn't matter. You know, because <laughs> it, because it's a mixture. It's like we're Americans. We can we right. can mess around with stuff a little bit. So I don't mind that. And we can mess things up too. Yeah, but we can mess things up too. <laughs> but if you're playing like Roomba, there's a rule yeah. you're playing clave. If you're playing samba, if you're playing on the wrong side, you're cruzado, and they're looking at you with oh. their arms crossed, going, yo, amigo, amigo, wah, wah. You know, it's like you're messing it up. Oh. And now that's where I, I like samba, too, is that clave, Cuban, and African a lot, Nigerian, Senegalese, Ghanaian stuff, it's super defined. Um, is that you or me? 
That's, must be you. It's, ne- it's um, neither one of us. It's this device here. It's device that, yeah. I that's like okay. That. You know, I left that's, my. That's I, the sound of my Brazil phone. I, I have a Brazil phone and an American phone. That's I, have, my, I, I have not turned my, 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 my ringtone off. Yeah. So if you hear the theme music from Barney Miller. Oh, cool. I mean, someone's calling me. Barney Miller was great. <laughs> So, so it's a great tune too. Samba, samba has a, a, a quality to it where, like the the kaishas are. So that that's what's the dodgy kaisha, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's three two. What we would say three two. Mm-hmm. But then the third surgeries are going one, and syncopating into the one of the what is technically clave, and the quikas do too. They syncopate mm-hmm. into the syncopation, so it becomes wow. circular. And, and that's one of the things I really like about Brazilian music. Also, um, no offense to any cultures, but Brazilians are so cool as humans. There, there's, this, <laughs> there's this flow to their being that's different than uh-huh. everybody else. Really? Yeah. It's, it's like, there's, I don't know, there's something about it. So I'm sidetracking, but anyway. That's all right. What else do I do? Okay, so I was in Rio for a month, then I went to New York for a couple of weeks, saw David Byrne, <laughs> uh, saw a bunch of art shows. It, really fun, except it was, remember there was a cold snap in, New, in the East Coast? Yeah, yeah, I came from 90 degrees in Rio and then went to New York, and I got there in the afternoon and went, ah, this is going to be a little cold, and was in, took a nap for a couple hours and came outside, and it had dropped like 30 degrees, and I just went, oh my God, what am I doing? What have I done? It was <laughs> so like, have you known David, for, David Byrne for a long time? I don't know David Byrne Personally, really well. I've uh, met him a couple times. Uh-huh. Who I know is uh, is um, um, Memo Azabeto is the guy who got me signed to LP, the, uh-huh. the drum company. And and his daughter, Jacqueline, got mm-hmm. the gig in David Burns theater show when ah. she didn't tour with him but uh-huh. when he said okay i'm doing this as a broadway production she got she got hired in she's a great player super uh-huh. super nice human uh-huh. really cool we hung out we got to spend some time and yeah yeah so i b- was in rio and saw this david Byrne. i love david Byrne. so i bought a ticket <laughs> you know spent as much money on the phone call as i did on the ticket i think but um you know you're on hold wait no i mean no no, no don't put me on hold it's like you know i don't think what's up was it working or something I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then, I don't know, what before that, I don't know. But, and it, you know, I'm here now. I'm actually here for a month in Portland, and just because I'm working with my, my kids' samba thing that I've done every year for, this is year 16 of, like, wow. it, they're fifth graders. I love the age. And, and we do the Junior Rose Festival Parade. We do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, teach samba to them. And it's, and it's fun. And I work with, the you know, the adult group here in town, Bloco Alegria, hang with them a little bit. Um and then, then I'm going back to Sao Paulo. Whoa. Yeah, just for, you know, spring break here during oh. school time. And then wow. in, and in, in between that, it's, I'm going to, where am I going? Savannah and Florida and California and Mexico City with Pink Martini. We're doing, wow. we're doing a little tour, too. So just, you know, living my suitcase. Are you going to miss Carnival? I'm going to miss Carnival. And, and it's okay. I've been to Carnival a, a bunch, a lot yeah. of times. And yeah. I love it. And I think everybody in the world should see it once. It's a spectacle, unbelievable spectacle. It's amazing. But my preference is like the month of October. October, November, December, when the uh-huh. scholars are rehearsing. They're just learning the new in Hato for the next season. Uh-huh. They're, it's serious, but it's also, you know, they look at me and they go, got it? And they go, uh-huh. And they go, okay, come play. Because, <laughs> it, you know, and then Good fortune again. A couple of times I've been invited by groups to come play, but I can't stay, you know, because it usually like last year's carnival, I was there and left two days before carnival 
to go to freezing my ass off in Nashville to play with Pink Martini and with the <laughs> symphony there. And, you know, it's like life. It's, it's My job with Pink makes it so I can go yeah. do yeah. whatever else. And my school stuff, too. It makes it so yeah. I can go yeah. do whatever else. But um, Carnival is... It's really cool. It's super cool. And, but it's there's a million tourists. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's, it's a way for the communities to make money, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's tight. Yeah. The, the racism in Brazil is economics to me more than really? than it's the skin tone. It's second. It's <laughs> money. And, and, and money's money's hard to come by for a lot of people. So, you know, that that time. Everybody, uh-huh. everybody's got a shop on the street. Everybody's selling yeah. chicken yeah. on a stick. Everybody's doing something because it's a million people come there. Yeah. Millions of people come there. Wow. You know, and that's so I, I like it, but I like it. I like it before better. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I'm a yeah. gringo. I'm a tourist, too, but I'm a samba tourist. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so I got to ask you some uh, some pink martini stuff. Go ahead. Shoot. Okay, I love now, Pink Martini. I, 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 you've probably never heard me say this, but I've I've said this on this podcast many times. So fuck you. What? Not, pink not Martini? You. Not, no, 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 not not you. No. Not Pink Martini, but the audience. Oh, because they've heard me say this before. Oh, but it's okay because it's they're, they're, it'll it'll go somewhere else. Oh, okay, good. Okay? <laughs> I, I'm fine. I interviewed Les McCann one time. Yeah, and I said, "Don't you ever get tired of playing?" Compared to what? And he said. If they want me to play it three times in a set, I'm going to play it. Yeah. Well, and you've well, been playing you the, some of the same tunes with Pink Martini since Cro-Magnon men ruled the earth. Twenty-five years. Yeah. Twenty-five years. Yeah. And you know what? I'll, I'd play it for you right now. Which what song do you want? I would, I would <laughs> absolutely because because if it makes people happy, one that's crucial because yeah. people need to be happy. I need to be happy. The other thing, it's a great lesson in um, playing in the moment. Uh, you, mm-hmm. If you play, if what they, what's the trendy phrase for it? Phone it in. If you don't, if you don't play like you mean it right now, uh-huh. what are you doing? Right. You know, because this is like I might get run over by a bus. Good chance I will when I walk out of here. Yes. It's a busy street. <laughs> right. That's what I always tell the kids. Are we going to do samba <laughs> next year? And I go if I don't get run over by a bus. But <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a good challenge to be in the moment and play and then you also know that in that moment you, you can't go well I played the model Mia last night who cares if you played it last night this right. is a new audience to right this minute yeah. they're there because they want to see you play a model Mia uh-huh. let's do it you yeah. know and it's like yeah. it's it's a, again I can use the same phrase too much but good fortune you know it's like how lucky yeah. how lucky are we how what good fortune for us that we're able to be in a place that people want us to play uh-huh. a model Mia or Brazil shit we play Brazil every night I can play that all day long <laughs> that's great for me <laughs> i can play samba whenever let's go um people, yeah, people don't get tired of that um no people love it are you kidding we just yeah. played here in new year's eve people go berserk you know right. it's like great yeah Good. they yeah. should and we should and, it, and we do i think that's the cool thing about pink is you can pretty much look at every individual on stage and everybody is right there playing right uh-huh. there right now uh-huh. you know and it's you know i'm really lucky too i'm playing with miguel bernal who is like yeah. ridiculous i've played with martin before but now reinhardt uh-huh. i mean i'm lucky that's i mean good fortune again it's not luck it's good fortune um to be able to play with great musicians and you know we're doing what we do it's, it's, so mm-hmm. yeah whatever if people don't like that great don't like it but here we are and this is the important thing is you're in the moment this is right right now and you know like the weekend's tragedies is a great uh example of the fragility of life you know like 
Right. Shit's fragile. You know, anything can happen to anybody in any second, any age. And if I get at my age to be here doing this and somebody said, play a mono meal, I'm going to go count it off. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that's good. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I think it, I think it's that way with everybody, as far as I can tell. You know, it's like like I said, everybody feels present. Everybody everybody yeah. seems like you know. I mean, the singers have to be China and Storm. Yeah. They have to be, and they are. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be present. And Thomas is present. Thomas is crazy. I like he's like funny and he's present. You can tell he's yeah. like there. And there's things that all of us say that you repeat. You know, you say you know that some line works and the audience laughs. You say it again. You know, yeah. but but yeah. there's a lot of that that happens and there's a lot of like fresh stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he definitely is funny. There's no question about oh, it. Thomas is funny. The first as hell. time I he's ever crazy did, as hell. first time I ever did anything. First time I ever did anything with him, uh, uh, we, we were shooting in, in, in his loft. I don't know if he still has that, that place or not. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. It's, it was, it's it was, actually it was, quite, the, quite the establishment yeah, now. It was long before it was, you know. When it was the dump, when, when we used to rehearse yes, there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we still but rehearse he wanted, there. But he wanted me to shoot. It was, this is for TV. Yeah. He wanted me to shoot him giving Heinz, the dog, a big thing of peanut butter. Yeah. So we could shoot and see Heinz try to eat the peanut butter. Because it's funny to watch Heinz do that. Yeah, it Heinz, was kind of funny. Heinz is gone now. Well, yeah, it's also torture for the poor. It was torture. Yeah. And so that's why, we, of course, we, we shot it, but we never used it. But it was funny. But you know what? Heinz, Heinz was a one loved little, little dog, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yes, yes. Thomas used to say that, that Heinz was our discerning factor. Because he would lay in. When we were practicing back in those days when mm-hmm. that place was falling apart, there was areas of the floor that you couldn't walk on because they might <laughs> fall through to the floor below. <laughs> Serious. I mean, and there fire escapes. Good luck if there was a fire, you just jump because well, who fire. among us hasn't lived in a place like yeah, that? So you know? it was it was totally cool. And now it's like you know, Pink Martini fame. It's it's quite quite the quite the place. Very yeah. cool. But but Thomas uh, would rely on Heinz to if we were playing correctly or if the song was good or blah blah blah. Because Heinz would lay into the piano and, and sleep. And if it was something was bad, he'd start barking or really? howling or something. And Thomas went, "Oh, we got to change that part." <laughs> yeah, so that Heinz was cool, and that's the name of Pink Martini's record. The label, label. I know. Heinz. Yeah, yeah. It's stuff like that's so funny. I mean, I, I uh, TCM played uh, two John, old John Waters movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Mul- Multiple Maniacs and uh, and Female Trouble, and I, that's when I was, you know, I I, I know all those people because I'm from Baltimore, but yeah. uh, so. Um, and and there's the, the one place where where they did much of the shooting in multiple maniacs, when John moved out, a bunch of us moved in. Yeah, so Super I cool. watch that and go, oh yes, <laughs> right that right right there where Divine's getting raped by a giant lobster. That's our living room. <laughs> That's the living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too funny. Yeah, yeah. I just went. I saw Thomas's loft recently. There was like the Christmas party or something. You've been to those. The, his world famous uh, Christmas parties. I don't get invited anymore. These these are uh, that sound that brings me nostalgia. That's my. I have a Samsung phone in Brazil. Ah. I carry two separate phones because uh-huh. you know I keep my number here. So if my grandkids want to call me and go, oh, but what are you doing? I can say I'm in Rio, um, and and then <laughs> um, you know have a phone that if somebody robs me, which has never happened, but I hear yeah. it does all the time. So yes. I pay attention. <laughs> All right, so um, what? We're, I'm just trying to catch up. Right? Where are we? 
uh, with what you're doing. What am I doing okay. now? What happened to the Lions of Batacada? Lions of Batacada, um, a bunch of things happened. One, the biggest thing that happened is Pink Martini was touring more and more and more and more. Yeah. And uh, and the guy that was Randy Givens, who's rest in peace, is not with us now, but he was was running things in mine and Derek's absence because mm-hmm. Derek was kind of my co guy, you know, my my buddy in the in the project, and and uh, it was hard for him to keep his enthusiasm because we would go away and rehearsals the tenants would go down a little bit and whatever you know just like would like sag a little and then i'd send out emails like i'm going to be in town next week i'm going to do this we're going to learn all this new stuff and everybody show up and it was you know full rehearsals a lot of people 50 Mm -hmm. people 60 people and and that would go away and and he was you know wanting to do other stuff um so um Used to play with Ed and the Boats. Remember those guys? Uh, I, I, you know, I never saw that band, but my my old he, friend Randy Le- was in that. Lisa Lapine um, uh, was their publicist. Yeah. So, so that that was happening. The Pink Martini was gone all the time, and I'd come home and I'd go listen to something. I go, wait, 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 wait. What was that? And they go, well, we changed it. I go. Why did you change it? Well, because it was too hard. And I go, that's the point. I mean, we're doing this to be real, so let's be respectful, like blah, blah, blah. So yeah. there were things like that happening, and then just being gone all the time. I was gone all the time. And then yeah. when Derek left the planet, it was like, it changed the dynamic. I mean, remember you remember you did that interview with us oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. The Oregon Art Beat thing where we're the two of us in it. We're yeah. going, like, who are you two? And I go, well, he's kind of like yeah, yeah. my best friend and my son, and yeah. I'm like his grandfather. And he goes, you're my dad. You know, it's like <laughs> we, we had this tight, tight. Yeah. Thing. And when yeah. he left the planet, it was like it changed the dynamic of, oh, sure. of, of the group. And so what I did is just said, you guys, as this is, is no more. And I know you're going to want to keep playing. And, and so I sort of did what I could to help what is now kind of a community group. Uh-huh. Um, different than, you know, I was the benevolent dictator of the Lions. I was the one in charge <laughs> without without a doubt. Yeah. And and now it's a community group, and to me, that's, you know, eh, I'm not going to get into it, but it's the groups in Rio have leaders. There's yeah. somebody in charge, and right. there's a bottom line, and there's a hierarchy, and it works. It's like, you know, for better or worse, it's like government. It's like Pink Martini. If we wouldn't we wouldn't function if Thomas wasn't the guy. Right. He's the guy, you know, and, and if you don't have the guy, it flounders. So everybody's like trying to make Absolutely. decisions at the same time. Nothing happens. You're not going to get any argument from me. Yeah, and you and but you have somebody who everybody's ideas goes into Thomas, or everybody's ideas came into me at the Lions, and and then you take all that and you take that information and you make a decision, and right. that's that's what works to me. That's that yeah. works, and yeah. Yeah. you know for better or worse. <laughs> I always tell that to the community. Go, what do you think we need? And I said, a benevolent dictator. No, we like being a community. We like them. They vote on everything. It takes forever. Um, you know, but anyway, so the Lions, um, on a technical level, they don't exist. On a, on a business level, they do exist. Uh, we're on the uh-huh. newest Pink Martini CD. We're, we play on a song. We uh, played with Pink Martini at Edgefield when we did our two shows out there. That was, was a cool thing. I should tell you about that, too, that Thomas asked me to put baterias um, around the United States. He goes, because, funny thing, we had a gig at the Hollywood Bowl during Brazil camp, where I, I've been teaching since its inception uh-huh. for 20-some 20, 20 years. I missed the first year last year to be at the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. and we also had shows right after in San Diego, so I missed it for the first time ever, and Thomas went, wait, you know all the baterias in the United States? And I think it was kind of making it up to me or something, because yeah. I don't know if it was, but... Um, so I got to add, add groups from that I know from all over the place that come yeah. to 
take classes at Brazil camp, mm-hmm. I called all these baterias and some maesters from Rio happened to be in different cities doing workshops. I had them involved. And, 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 and in Portland, it was the Lions. I'd put people wow. that used to be in the Lions, people who are still playing in the community now. And mm-hmm. a couple of rehearsals, made charts, blah, blah, blah. And we don't play from charts with samba, but, you know. Just get the bare the bare skeleton of the pieces and uh-huh. totally fun. So I bet yeah. it was. So the lions on that level exist. Somebody called up recently and said, "Hey, I see. I looked on Pick Martini's website. I see you're in town. Are the lions available?" And I said, "Yeah. What's the event?" And it was the opening of all the fountains down. To, what's it called? Down behind the. Uh, Keller Auditorium. Yeah, There's yeah. all that little row right. of fountains. Right. They they redid all that, and fixed them all up, and polished everything up, and they did the grand reopening of them. Uh-huh. And the Lions of Batucado played. You know, yeah, and yeah. hired everybody from the community and a bunch of dancers, and nice. you know, went to rehearsals. They they have, they get together Monday. I get together with them a couple Mondays, and off we went. You know, I said just <laughs> do what I do, whatever I do, just follow me, and it was totally fun. And that was technically the Lions yeah. of Batucado. So yeah, yeah. they do exist on you know if I'm yeah. home. Somebody calls me. Yeah, yeah, I can put it together. Definitely. You know, I think one of the, I in all the all the little moments I've had with with music in Portland, I think maybe the best moment was when I was doing a story on March fourth. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I remember this. I know what you're going to talk about. And they had uh, we we had we had uh, marched down Alberta Street with them. Yeah. Me and, and my videographer almost got into a fight with an Oregonian photographer <laughs> who, tried, who, who kept ruining our shots. But then we followed them to the, the armory, which was just the armory. It was a, a shell, right? They hadn't put the theater it was, in it. It wasn't what it is now. Right. And, and, and so, uh, you know, he's on, the guy's on the phone saying, oh, you know, uh, you know the lions are up at, at, the, at the Crystal Ballroom. So he says, let's, let's march up there. Yeah. And, and we followed them, and we're shooting, you know, we're shooting video, and all of a sudden, we get to the corner where the gay bar, I don't know if the gay bar is still there. I don't think it is. I don't know. It used, used to be, anyway. And here they come, marching, marching uh, west. You guys come around the corner on Burnside, yep. marching east. Yep. And you both sort of melted together, yep. marched around the block, into into the crystal, up the stairs, yep. and and never never missed a beat. No, no. Well, there's a bunch <laughs> of reasons for that. One, March fourth, at the start of that, John, the leader of March fourth, yeah. came and said, "How do you do this?" Yeah, and I go, uh, "Hey, I don't know." And he he kind of followed us. He followed me around for a while. We, we, we had a gig in San Francisco. He came to San Francisco with us. Uh-huh. He followed me around to see what we were doing. And he said, I'm going to start this thing March 4th. I said, that sounds amazing. And it ended up, his initial percussion section was a bunch of people from the Lions right. that were playing. And so right. we all knew each other, you know. It was yeah. like totally friendly. So when we see each other, it was like, wasn't ah, Derek we're... wasn't, wasn't Derek in that? Derek was in, he wasn't in March 4th. He was at the Lions. Okay. At that. Now he, you know, he didn't, we, we had the Lions. So oh, okay. he, we kept two separate things going there but yeah so that and that that actually was a cool thing with the lions we did that with taiko groups where uh-huh. we came upon a taiko group and played yeah. and merged it we did it with oboe and the ghanaian community a couple times huh. we, there was well that was because me and oboe were buds so yeah that would that, there was a connection there but yeah just where whatever was going on the lions would like kind of march into it and not take over but try and meld in and it was hard not to take over because you know 40, 50 drummers. Kind of yeah. loud. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll never forget. I moved here in 97 and, yeah. and uh, walking down the street, 
downtown one day and turned the corner and there you were and i went oh i've moved to the right place yeah well that that was that was shortly before the cops stopped uh, stopped you from doing that we we but. we got so many st- <laughs> yeah there's great stories there too with the yeah. lions we we did we i mean we were buying the fight we were causing trouble we, we marched against traffic down broadway at like midnight <laughs> you know just because it was a spectacle like let's go let's go have and we and never did the lions go perform anywhere unless it was full regalia you know right. white clothes right. you yeah. know yeah. Pink and gold vests, beads, girls in <laughs> fantasias, the whole thing was like, we, and boys in fantasias too. We, we, we never just went out and played a bunch of guys on the street. We went out like, <laughs> like let's do this for real and play correctly and make a spectacle. Yeah, the so, girls were in Mamma Mia's. Yeah. So the police, the police, the last time we got stopped, they yeah. were, they, they were serious and and we had to get <laughs> then from that moment on all i did was like play the game i would go to the yeah. city and buy a 60 dollar noise variance yeah. from it yeah. that said i could make noise until 10 so that got us in trouble a couple of times because we made noise at midnight or oh, something but, you know fun times that was great great for you you missed that um yes and no um it was a great time and, yeah. and it was really cool then and um i'm sort of spoiled rotten now you know my uh my criteria for what sounds like real is uh-huh. real. And now Sao Paulo, too. I just saw a bunch of Escolas in Sao Paulo that were bad boys. Yeah. And, and I say bad boys. I mean, it's mixed. It's men and women both. And it's just like good, really good. And, you know, partly uh-huh. they grow up with it. They played since they're little right. kids. So right. Right. it's just there's a level and a commitment and a heart in playing it that's that uh-huh. really hard there's there's a group in Austin, Texas that's kind of good. I like them. Portland's okay. Portland's you know I, I'm not going to talk bad about Portland's group because they, they sound good. Um, Portland's actually surprises people. The guy from Batuki Digital was in New York, which is good samba, and he came here and he went, oh my god. I mean, he was he was like, who? How did this happen? You know, because it's it's good. And you um, raised your hand and said, oh, no, you I know. don't. I don't take you know. I'm humble, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm spoiled, you know. Like, yeah, I, I go, I get to play with people in Rio that are like, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And so, you know, and then it's also it's like time moves on. You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a different person than I was then, and I think I could still. I mean, I still can do it. I mean, if like somebody says, "Can you do a bateria?" I, absolutely, I can do it, and I still teach at Brazil camp where I you know lead lead groups like. Uh-huh. Got hired right back again. I said I can't do it last year, and they called me up like a week after camp was over. I go, dude, I know Pink Martini books well in advance. We want to book you well in advance this year. We're not going to uh-huh. wait till the. <clears throat> so I'm already uh-huh. booked next year. I'll be so, teaching again. Is there a place you call home now? My suitcase. <laughs> yeah, mi casa mi mala. <laughs> my house is my suitcase. I, I have a home here, and I have uh, a uh-huh. wonderful son and wonderful grandkids. Um, you know, yeah. So this this Portland, I grew up here, so Portland feels like home. But um, any of them musicians? What's that? Are any of them musicians? Yeah, you know, they're all musically inclined, but none of them are musicians. My uh-huh. son years ago, he he played some trumpet in grade school and they all took guitar lessons after they saw Weezer they're all hip hop kids and then they saw Weezer and went we're going to take guitar lessons I don't think they kept going but um, definitely musically inclined all of them Um, I have drumsticks in my car now and I play in the steering one when I pick them up I go Clavi and they go oh open but they all know Clavi you know they all know stuff I've had them in my house I put them in my basement studio and go 
go nuts, don't break anything. <laughs> they, they go nuts and don't break anything. Um, but, you know, they're not... My son, I said, hey, you want to be a musician? And he goes, what are you, nuts? Because, <laughs> like you know, he watched my life in the early years. I was yeah. scrambling. Yeah, yeah. I was working at Jefferson High School and playing Dub Squad and McKinley and Oboe and, you know, like 10 groups just trying to put food on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like I was scrambling, you know, like musician life. Wouldn't pass it up for the world. It was great times. <laughs> great times. Good luck. Well, Good it certainly fortune. turned out okay, didn't it? <clears throat> Um, at the moment, I'm saying, yeah, well, you know, and I had, I had good stuff happen before Pink Martini, yeah. too. They were yeah. successful. Dub Squad was great and successful. Uh-huh. And, and I had tours with, I don't like drop names, but I had, I had famous people I played oh, with. Oh, come toured. on. No, nah, you know, stuff, people. Come Kalapana. on. You don't know on. them, right? Kalapana, who? all Hawaiians. Of course. I okay. I, I went with Kalapana for a while. Who else? Come on. Uh, Herbie Hancock. I recorded with him. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, played with him for a while. Yeah, Beautiful yeah. Beautiful guy. Yeah. Um, kind of worked as a roadie and played some. It was cool. Uh-huh. And recorded, uh-huh. too. Um, yeah. It was cool. That was good. Oh, I, um, used to know, I used to know what you were on. Feet don't fail me now. Right. Yeah. Right. Total right, pop right, stuff. Right, he, was, right. he was trying to be oh, a pop star. Oh, that was star. great stuff. I thought it was great. I listened to it now. Somebody asked me, and I played a track off it that I played Checkery or something on. And it was it's funky stuff. You oh, know? It's, it's like, it's, 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 he, but he got all the grief because, you know, it's like, he's a jazz guy. What are you doing? You know, it's like, he, he got all the. That was really stupid stuff. That's like the clave police. They yeah. attacked him. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they got after him. And, and too bad, yeah. too, because, you know, he, he's a cool guy. He's like sincerely a cool guy. You yeah, know, that was good. Good time to be yeah, able to be yeah, around yeah. that that scene and that that world, and you know, got great opportunities out of that too. Played with yeah. Jaco Pastorius. Thank you. Yeah, he played. He, Herbie had him play in Miami or Orlando in mm-hmm. Miami. I think he played a couple nights. Wow. And he was friends with Brian Bell, who did the who was a sound engineer. Another great guy who's in Portland now. He's living in Beaverton or something. Sound mm-hmm. engineer for uh-huh. Santana and Ma Vishnu and Herbie. And he was Herbie's <laughs> guy with all the electronics and the keyboards uh-huh. and. You know, there's cool people, yeah. So that was that was a fun little moment in life. <laughs> had some fun. Um, I don't know. No, I, you know, um, uh, it, it's it was funny. I remember one time sitting in a in a in a in a, um, in a hipster bar in Baltimore. Whatever hipster bars are, what's a hipster bar these days? Uh, well, I have no this, idea. This was 20 years ago. Oh, so this that, was, those kind of. Like the beats, the Maybe, beat clubs. <laughs> yeah, at, like <clears throat> where they played acid jazz. Yeah. Acid jazz. I played acid jazz, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> uh, and uh, somebody put on um, some Herbie Hancock, right? Yeah. Somebody put on Chameleon. Yeah, right? great song, yeah. And the bartender looks at me and goes, what's that? That's really good. And I'm like, what the fuck is Chameleon? Don't you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, a lot of a lot of people, you know, there's everybody knows what they know, and it's you know it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's you know what you know, and yeah. it's fun to be able to go, oh, Camille, that's Herbie Hancock, yeah. and, or that's you know, yeah. Yeah. that's that's Ishkola Do yeah. you don't like that? Check it out. Listen, it's fun to fun to you know expand people's horizons and have our horizons expanded too. It's, yeah, it's good, good, yeah. good, yeah. good, good. Well, that's what you. What do. else? You do that. That's your job. That's my job. Well, it's kind of my job. It's sort of just life, you know. To play, your job is to expand people's horizons and play stuff that they've never heard of. And then your job is also to play the same tunes you've been playing for 25 years. Yes. Absolutely, it's that. Absolutely, it's that. You know, I mean, I go play songs. Some, nice some have been played forever. You know, it's like 
I'm just playing what's been played, and that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, you know, that's. I have a nice job, I have to admit. Yeah. And then, it, you know, then I get to do what I'm doing now. Like this morning, 8 o'clock this morning, I was with, well, like, 30 kids. And, uh-huh. and I see individual classes every day in the week. I see music classes. Um, and I'm teaching them samba and Brazilian culture. They, uh-huh. they, I have a notebook I created. They have to learn about the culture. And, uh-huh. and, and, uh, and then I teach them in individual classes. And in the spring, I'll have, like, 100, I think it's 117 kids this year. Have them all at the same time. And we play samba. We play like they do in Brazil. Play, And it's actually kind of works. Yeah. It, it sounds like samba. And, you know, and I get to bring in, like, this year, again, he was with me last year, too. A guy, Dudu Fuentes, a maestro mm-hmm. from Rio, will be in town doing workshops and in the mm-hmm. West Coast. So he'll come in and be with me for a couple of weeks there working with the kids. And Georgie Alabay's working with the kids. Bruno Moraes, different different um, carioca friends i bring them here and do stuff in the community and they say oh come on i've got this school thing and they go there and it's fun because yeah. they have that there's the there's uh the crianza schools in in um in rio too or in sao paulo i'm assuming too i didn't get a chance to find those but they have kids schools they're little kids yeah. that are playing they're already playing <laughs> you know they got real instruments and yeah you know you go what's your dad doing he's a kaish player he's over there cool what's his dad doing he's the maestro it's like it's you know tradition so so to be able to do that here in portland that's that's another good thing that's that's fun to do how many instruments do you own oh jesus <laughs> um i have a house full of stuff okay so for that for the kids thing i have uh and i own them um yeah. i brought them back shipped them back bought them whatever i probably have like 30 some surdus well maybe like 20 surdus, 20 surdus, the big bass drums. I have probably 50 agogo bells. I have, you know, 10 or 15 cuicas. I have 20 caixas. I have everything, every instrument of the bateria, I've got enough to do like 150 people. Wow. So I've got a lot there. That's for the school. That's for my school program. Then yeah. then in my basement, I've got, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I collect <laughs> stuff that's cool stuff. People yeah. give me stuff because, yeah. you know, they go, oh, you're a percussionist. You would love this. I have a set of orchestral bird whistles that I just got to use a bunch of them with with uh, a textual piece that I did with um, Sexteto Brazil over the weekend where it, beautiful song, textual. So I did, like, all these bird whistles that a guy gave me. He came up, watched me play one day, and the next day he shows up again. He said, you would appreciate these. And he handed me a wow. little briefcase with an orchestral set of bird whistles. Unbelievable. And, of course, I've collected a million bird whistles from Brazil because people do that. Uh-huh. And now I was into that whole sound textural thing, and I like it. I, you know, it's people go, what are you doing? I go, it's like shaking things and making sounds and creating texture. and Yeah. And it's funny because I was making jokes with the group after the show. They go, so did you have fun? I go, I think I'm done being a percussionist. I'm just going to play bird whistles because everybody who's come up to me after the show, none of them said, oh, that was really cool when you played Kuika. They just come up and go, wow, the bird whistle thing. So I think I'm done. I'm just a bird whistle guy now. That's my new gig. I just play bird whistles. No, have but, you ever owned birds? Have I ever owned birds? No. I don't. Uh, I had cats when I was a youngster, but oh. <laughs> pets? I can't even have plants. I have, like, two plants that have survived me that, that seem to, like, go, you know, a month at a time or eight weeks at a time without water. I, I don't have things that are, like, if you have to feed? Good heavens. I have well, trouble feeding myself. Because they have live bird whistles. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, I've hung out. Somebody asked me that, and that's funny, because... Uh, 
in my life, I've gone both to the forests here in, in the Pacific Northwest and uh-huh. in Brazil. I've gone out in, like, jungle-like areas and sat, just sat down and just shut up, just be really quiet and listen, just to listen to birds and yeah. listen to the sounds. And, you know, because, again, that guy Nana did that, and Ayrto did that, too. Yeah. Go out and listen, listen to nature, listen to things, and you, you start hearing rhythms that, you know, it's not traditional rhythm. It's not in clave, but it's a rhythm. It's something, and you mm-hmm. can... You know, come up with stuff from it. So yeah, I listen to birds, but own a bird? No, you have to clean up after them too. Right? <laughs> I'm bad at that. <laughs> you ever record their 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 their, uh, their songs? Some. Uh, that's something that that I don't regret it, but it's I don't I don't record a lot of stuff, and I don't take pictures. Um, I I don't. I'm just not inclined to do this. some stuff I'll record more often I'll record things if if something's going on now because like my phone is my recording device yeah. so I record stuff that way but like pictures and stuff I just never never do it you know? so are we, are we gonna ever hear another uh, Brian, Brian Davis um, album no I don't know who knows maybe who, who knows no you know I, I'm not really a songwriter I, I can uh-huh. I can plan uh, people's music pretty well actually but um i'm not really a songwriter i sing melodies and stuff to people and uh-huh. um come up with stuff that way but no i'm not really a songwriter <laughs> all right maybe i'd I like know. to hear it I, there's, there's people that you know i thought about for a while i was going to do a lion's album uh-huh. and and because yeah, i had all these ideas for it and you know things changed before i had that chance but but it, it's, it was also there's part of me going like why do that you know, because the stuff that that we would be doing would be a, an interpretation of what someone else has already done, rather than an original piece. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's that's just me. I don't know. All right, <clears throat> maybe. If you say so. I'll, I'll come in here. The artichoke <laughs> has jams at seven in the morning. Seven I'll in come, the morning. Come there in you at go. Seven in the morning. Maybe right. we'll create a project. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't believe they do that. They come in here and jam at seven in the morning. Yeah. They're dedicated. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, if I stay up that late. <laughs> no, I get up early sometimes. A lot, actually. This this little month here, I'm, I'm up early. Yeah. The new Portland. Takes a long time to drive across the city Jeez. now. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Changed, huh? Don't remind me. I, it's been fascinating to watch. That's part of like my traveling life is to like be gone for yeah. periods of time and come back and go, where'd that come from? And really? there's like some new building, you know, and some... My neighborhood is kind of contained so it's going to stay the way it is but um there's not really room to do infill but then thank goodness but um yeah it's the streets sheesh it's crazy it's really changed and sad you know on some level because you know life has changed but there's also there's cool things that are going away like san francisco is a great example there's like cool stuff that's just going away because it's too expensive there's dance companies here that have gone away artichoke moved because of everything keeps getting more expensive by you know hawthorne's like full of empty storefronts where the guys they raise the rent so high that the business had been there for 30 years is now gone and the building's empty because who can afford it you know it's like right so that they kind of wreck the, the nature of the community and don't change it, don't add anything to it. And it's, that's sad. That's, that's sad about Portland and life, not just Portland. Yeah, Every, not everywhere. Just Portland, everywhere. No, Austin, right. Austin's right. like that. San Francisco's right. like that. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, nature of life. I have a whole political theory on it, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, things are d- depressing enough. <laughs> you know, and at the same time, I'm I'm an, an, an hugely optimistic. I like 
like our country's a mess. Bolsonaro makes Trump look like a saint. I mean, he's right. he's evil. And and Erdogan and and Putin and and the guy in I don't even can't, can't think of his name Durante, the guy in the Philippines. Right. The world is sort of tilted, but I'm an optimist that it's gonna it's gonna tilt the other way again for a while. I'm an optimist. Good <laughs> hopefully, for, I'm, hopefully good, I'm right. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I mean. Bullshit sinks. You know, <laughs> truth rises. That's what I think. And I really do. And, and, you know, it's like bullshit sinks. So after a while, it's got to sink. <laughs> Turds float, don't they? Uh, some of them. <laughs> some of them dissolve in the water. <laughs> we have to stop this. Yeah, right we, now. Yeah. Edit this. Let's cut this part out. <laughs> Let's talk about Samba some more. Oh, boy. Hey, listen, it's, it's great to see you. Great to be seen. Thank uh, you for seeing me. It's totally uh, great to be uh, here. You know, you're Loved always... your interview with Martine. Oh, that was fun. Martine, is, uh, he's amazing. He's so... He's he's super humble, but he's yeah. an amazing musician. He's like, yeah. oh, I barely play piano. Are you kidding? He plays amazing. I watched him learn how to play guitar touring with Pink Martini, where he just was <laughs> relentless. And he plays great guitar. He's a great musician, great percussionist. He's Martin's great. He's I'm, terrific. That was a cool little interview. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, I, yeah. I did that just to. What's Tom up to? Who's he been interviewing recently? And there's so, Martin. I know. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, you know, I wouldn't ordinarily have have uh, kind of a similar two drummers in a row well yeah <laughs> they're yeah. going there everybody's uh, going what's what's happened with well, tom except he's a he's a multi-instrumentalist he's so, a multi-instrumentalist and, uh, yeah and yeah, definitely uh, is. and you, uh this will be this will go up next week from when we're sitting here cool so there'll be somebody in between edit out all the stupid things i said no there's no editing at all <laughs> i don't do any editing none i don't believe in oh, it oh god i'm screwed the only time i had to edit one time was when I had a, a wonderful guest who I love, who wanted to, wanted to see Trump dead, uh, and yeah. I said, you know, I think I have to take that out. Yeah, I don't want to see anybody dead, <laughs> even the evil ones. That's not that's not my style. But I did take it out. But I'm not taking this this one out. Cool. <laughs> Brian, thank you. Cool, cool. Appreciate it. That's glad to be here. All thank right. you for having me. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, something was of some value to somebody. <laughs> Here's that beautiful Phil Baker tune we were talking about, Kachi Idansi. Não vem 
所所必然都拿到，感激当时，我们只要你那里把手点起擦边，感激当时，我给你那手点起擦边。Thank、you.